This is Southern Tier Close-Up on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. Kathy White, and this is the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. Old friend on the telephone this morning that I haven't talked to, and gosh, I don't even know how long. How you doing, Dave Pisagno? Hi, Kathy. Yes, it's been way too long with uh, with the pandemic. It's been very difficult for events, and... Uh, we're very, very happy to pull off this event, but, and, you know, we're going to talk about it. But, yeah, it's been a long time and way too long, way too long. Well, normally we would be talking to you about the iconic Speedy Fest. That's something that um, on and off our stations have been involved in over the years. And, unfortunately, as you alluded to, the when the COVID hit the fan and hit the fan hard, it was like we all held a hope you know, it's like week by week, month by month, we were hoping when it hit in March, we said, well, maybe we'll have something resolved by Easter and then maybe by Kathy's birthday <laughs> or maybe by Kathy's husband's birthday and maybe by Speedy Fest. And, uh, you know, it's it's just been dragging on. But something that the families have not been able to have for a while, nothing to do with the COVID, but uh, something that you guys have brought back are those beautiful holiday lights at Otsonango Park that, once again, our radio stations had been involved in years and years ago. But uh, it had gone away, what was it, in, I want to say about 2016 or 2017 they stopped doing it? Yeah, we, we think it was longer than that, actually. And we've been trying to figure out when it finally got, you know, it flooded, uh, and that's what ended it. So we uh. think it was like 2011 or 12 seems like it's been a long time because everybody coming up has been so appreciative for something to do first and for bringing it back so um yeah it's been it's been quite some time and and you guys are back involved this year and supporting the event and advertising for us and it's been great for the community so you've been a your uh Tom Square Media Group has been uh, a huge help with us, and uh, we appreciate that. Well, let's talk some of the details. Since it has been so long since it's gone on, there obviously will be people that have had no idea what we're talking about. Um, Otsonago Park, the town of Dickinson, beautiful park, um, winding pathways and driveways through the park. And uh, so what has been going on? It's been a few weeks now since you folks all opened. Yeah, so it it actually started uh, a few months ago when we, not the event, but the thought of doing it was, look, this community is so down, we need to pull something off. What can we do safely with the virus that families could enjoy? And Speedy Fest, uh we had a board meeting, and the board talked it over and said, look, maybe we can host it. Delta Engineers, Anthony Paniccia, is really the driving force of it. Um, he came up with the thought, called the county, called Jason. Jason wanted to bring it back. Jason Garner wanted to bring it back for quite some time. So Anthony and his company got very involved and went out and purchased all the lights. Um, so we now own them. Speedy Fest now owns these lights. So this will be a year-to-year thing that we're going to be doing. Wow. So we spent we spent the last month leading up to November 20th when we opened um, decorating the park, putting, oh, I can't tell you, all that. There's 350 trees decorated. There's 
about 80 to 90 motifs up in the park, which are holiday displays. Um, so it took a good month of Saturday, Sunday, 9 in the morning till 4 in the afternoon of 60 volunteers up the displays to get it ready for opening. So we uh, went out and got sponsors. The community was great in sponsoring each of the displays. And it's a, it benefits the veterans. It benefits the food pantry, and it benefits Speedy Fest so that we can continue Speedy Fest for years to come. Speedy Fest is a 501c3. We're a non-for-profit event, and um, we want that known that, you know, this is how we can continue. A lot of non-for-profits right now are looking for fundraisers because their events was canceled, you know, this year due to the pandemic. So you're going to see a lot of that from different non-for-profits. And this is one that we came up with, Anthony came up with, and brought to a number of people, Visions, uh, HH&K, M&T, the Akel family, Rogers Service Group, Morabito, Security Mutual, Red Barn Technology, and especially Broome County were all the major sponsors behind it. And it's $15 to go through, um, which is very fair. Honestly, that, again, supports the veterans. Veterans are free. Um, so any anybody that has a veteran's card, and it's $15 a carload. It's not per person. So it's, it's $15 a carload to go through. And you're going to see a lot of displays, flashing lights. Um, we do have special events that we're doing. Uh, throughout the time, uh, the next one, um, that you guys will hear will be December 12th. We're honoring the veterans that night with fireworks oh, cool. uh, at seven o'clock. Fireworks are kind of cool in the winter time. You know that it seems oh, like, it super. seems like they're more vibrant for some reason. I know when they had, used to have first night and they'd have fireworks yeah. on New Year's Eve, it was just kind of, it was kind of weird, but it was really, it just seemed awful extra special, I guess. And that's, and that's what happened. We had one on, um, uh, last weekend and, um, it, we got calls from all over. You could hear it. It must have been the night and just because no one's heard anything in the community for so long, we got calls from Vesco and Kirkwood and <laughs> what's going on? What's going on? I hear this. So the fireworks company, which hadn't done a shoot. I mean, this gentleman that does the shoot from American Fireworks had 44 shoots scheduled on July 4th this past year. That's how big a company they are. 44 in one night, his company had to cancel because of the pandemic. Wow. So he put on a great show for us. It was the first time that he had done anything in quite some time. And Kevin from American Fireworks has been a good friend and taken care of us for quite some time and uh, put on an amazing show that uh, everybody in the park was appreciative and everybody around the surrounding areas because we filled the park and then filled the community up around us in Ingo and he put on an amazing fireworks show. So the next one you'll see there will be the 12th. Um, and then the next hot air balloon glow we'll have is the 19th. So we bring in hot air balloons, and they'll light up the night, and they'll stay lit and tether on the ground. So as you're driving around, you can see them. And unfortunately, with the virus, nobody can get out of their cars. Right. So it is a drive-through, which most, most are. But next year, we'll be able to do some creative things with it, like food trucks and oh, walkthroughs and okay. bring your dog night and, you know, things like that, that that you can walk through. We'll have a selfie area where you can get out and take selfies and things like that. But 
with the virus, you have to stay in your car, and uh, that's understandable. I'm sure everybody, uh, and they have been very understanding of that along the way. So uh, it's just been a great project for us. It really has. Now, when this program airs, half of our stations air it early on Saturday morning, the other half air it on Sunday morning. But for our stations that are our listeners that are hearing this on, on the morning of December 5th, what do you have going on for the nighttime so we can give we'll just a little a night last minute? That per- night. We will have a night flow, yeah. So the this, balloons uh, will be all lit up. Yeah, they'll be all lit up that night uh, from about 6 to 8 o'clock. They'll come out and enjoy that. It's pretty spectacular. If you haven't seen a night glow, you need to get out and see it. It's uh, it's very neat to watch the hot air balloons glowing at night, especially now with the park completely lit up. I mean, we really spent a lot of time, and uh, Delta spent a lot of dollars in making sure that park is filled. And uh the lights are very expensive. People have to understand right. the cost of this event has gotten into the six figures for us. So um, that's there. That's what people don't realize. You know, we're getting, oh, it's $15. Well, you can't run a non-profit event and lose money for the charities. That's not why you do that. Well, so, that was kind of a, a, a precipitous area for Speedy Fest itself. Um, every year, I, the people that have watched Speedy Fest or those of us that are um, know how how non for profits work and, and such that have been like even in the news business for lo- so long, we kind of look at it and go, "Wow, how can they keep doing this?" Because the just the yeah. the yeah. Uh, nuts and bolts of running the thing it's it's not free. So yeah. you've got to realize yeah. it to to pay for these things, even with the county yeah, support. And, and the county's got money problems right now because of the pandemic. Uh, absolutely. And Jason's done all he can with some in-kind services and helped us where he can um, and not put the county in a situation. So they have to understand that, that, you know, we want events in the area, but people have to understand there's a cost to them. Um, as you said, Speedy Fest right now costs us about $600,000 and as I said, this event's into the six figures already with the cost of the lights and the fireworks and the insurance and the bloom glows and everything to go, the electric and lighting up the park and doing everything that we've needed to do. Um, it's very expensive. And we're trying, believe me, we don't want, if, uh, you know, somebody came to the gate and couldn't afford to get in, we're, we're putting them through. And, you know, if somebody, I'm, we've gone out to so many organizations and got tickets out. The community's been great. I've had calls from people that say, look, we can afford this. We want to, we want to buy tickets for groups. One lady called up and she's bought almost 200 tickets for different groups, Catholic charities and the Wyoming home. And we've gotten tickets out to those, uh, organizations and nursing homes and, um, uh, adoption agencies and foster homes and everywhere we can, I've been running tickets so that, you know, those of, those of you that can or those of you that are hurting right now, we understand that we don't, we're not out to, we're not out to make uh, a fortune on this. We're out to put an event on that community can be proud of, get out of the house. And people under, have to understand it's a light show. A lot of people I think are expecting more. It's a night to get out. It's a night to get in your car with your family drive around, enjoy the lights. You can go around as many times as you like. So it's not $15 one trip through. It's $15, and you can keep going around 10 times so you can see everything. 
and the, the kids enjoy it. And, and actually, everybody's enjoyed it. A lot of the couples that have come up and just to get out of the house and do something have been very complimentary of, hey, you gave us something to do tonight. We were looking for something to do. This has been great. They go out to eat. They come through. Or on fireworks night, we had a bunch of people do pizza parties in their car and tailgating oh, cool. in their car. It was really cool. And the veterans have been amazing, too. A lot of them have been, uh, you know, even though it's free for them, they'll say, let me take care of the two cars behind us. And let me take care. And then it starts this rotation of everybody buying for the car behind them. It's so cool. Our community is amazing. It really is. We have such a supportive, great community. And, um, you know, that's been something that's happened almost every night where they pay it back a little bit, take care of the car behind oh, them, sweet. the car behind them. And You're going to make it, me cry, just, Dave. I know it's been it's been I tell you it's been amazing and uh it's it's been great for the community but it's been great for uh us and the volunteers that have to work the gate every night. Robin Alpa has organized that and done an amazing job with that for us. Robin's on our board and he spent a lot of time up there making sure that they're all trained and they know what to do and we've got great volunteers up there and it's a fun thing. It's a great community thing to be up there and it's rewarding. At the end of the night, you just spend a lot of time thinking, wow, we did something great. And, uh, you know, every night we get great compliments. And uh, it's been really good for the community. It really has. If people would like to do that, you mentioned about buying tickets for um, to help out people. If people wanted to do that or out and out contribute to keeping this going or even supporting Speedy Fest or mm-hmm. the veterans, how do, how do they do that? And how they, do they find a schedule of what is going on for the various nights as this is continuing through Christmas? Yep. They can go to speedyfest.com, or they can go to bcfestivaloflights.com, or our website. They can call our number at 607-761-2475, which is Dave Pesadno's number, so <laughs> he'll be calling me, which is fine. I'm getting calls day and night, which is Similar to Speedy Fest, it'll ring at 1230 at night, and I'll answer, believe me, and somebody will say, oh, my God, I thought I was going to get a recording. That's okay. That's what I'm here for. I want to make sure that the community enjoys this, especially Anthony Panicha, who's really, again, the driving force. He wanted to make sure that the community enjoys this, and it's something that we can do year to year. And uh, it's, again, uh, the county and all our other sponsors that have made this happen should be rewarded. and and talked about because, again, they've done an amazing job in, in helping put this on. Uh, and another and thing, you guys have collected food in one of the early nights of the thing. You collected food as well. I mean, it's really yep. far-reaching to uh, to a lot of aspects in our community, uh, just to a feel-good thing, but also for people that really need some help as well. It's, I think it's yep. really so, something special. How? What are the hours again, and uh, yep. when does this all wrap up? We go to January 10th, so we've got a, quite a bit of time still involved to, to come out and enjoy it. Um, and again, we're going to do some special things uh, as we get closer. Um, Glenn and Tracy are going to be out there. I talked to Barb the other day, and they're going to do a night out there. So it'll be uh, Town Square Media Night or the Hawk Night that they'll be out there. And they'll just be greeting people, handing out candy canes to the kids. So... Um, we're going to do things like that. Santa Claus will be there a few nights before Christmas. We're going to have a Santa Claus out there handing out candy canes to the kids. So we're going to try to do everything we can that we can come up with these nights, like the fireworks, like the balloon glow. We're trying to come up with more creative ideas to 
have the community just see some faces up there. I know Jason Garner is going to do a night up there just to say hi to everybody from a county standpoint. Again, he's been dealing with the pandemic and everything going on and still been supportive of trying to make this happen. And his staff has been amazing. The parks people, I got to give them credit. Liz White and her team, Brian Stimmick and Tom Igo, really put a lot of time in and and helping put this together with the electric and working it and generators and doing everything they can within reason to make sure that this has been successful. And uh, it's just been a really, really fun um, event for our community. It really has. Well, we are out of time, Dave, and I appreciate your time. And uh, have people check the website for more information and the times of operation and all that kind of stuff. Thank yep. you it's so Sunday, much. I'll do it real quick. Sunday through Thursday, 5 to 9, and then Saturday, Friday and Saturday or our 5 to 10. Okay, thank you very much, Dave. This has been the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close-Up. Here's your WNBF Twin